I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network for Saturday, the uh, 17th of uh, May, 2017. I'm so sorry. Um, Is it the 17th? No, today's the 18th. I got my days confused. No, it is the 17th today. Now, today is Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. And I'm sorry if I seem a little out of sorts and everything. I'm trying to connect our beautiful, amazing host for today, Marilyn Ocasio. And I'm trying to find her number. And every time I try to do it, I seem to do something a little wacky. So bear with me. I would like you to know that she's not going to be accompanied by Steve Duncanson. He has... um, he has just, I think he has a new gig and it doesn't allow him to have the opportunity to um, meet with us as often as we would like. So we wish him all the best of luck in whatever he's doing. And whenever he has a chance and the time, we'd love to have him come back with us and sit down and chat with us and share some more of his wisdom. Um, until then, we're going to see about getting Marilyn on board with us so that she can begin her segment because she is the bomb.com. I know that's a uh, kind of old saying, but I like using it anyway. So um, if you don't mind, I am just going to um, continue talking to you. So uh, we have really had a lot of things going on in the um, in the news. So it has been a lot. And this is not the show for that, but I just want to let you know that we just have to keep the faith. We have to keep our heads up. We have to continue to remember um, what's important to us, our core values, and just hold on to them and and just be tight and be straight with it. Marilyn's with us now. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Aurelia. How are you? I'm fine. I was rambling for a little bit to try to get you on board and stuff. So you're here, and I can say that I really missed having you on the show. I'm glad you're back. Um, You know, I appreciate so much what you do. People don't seem, our listeners don't seem to realize that, you know, you have a multitude of things that you juggle to try to make time to do the show. And I am so grateful to have you. And I am just so I'm blessed to have had you as many years as I've had you on the show. So thank you for joining us again. And please enjoy yourself while you do this amazing show. Thank you 
thank you. Thank you so much, really. I missed you too, you and Steve and fellow listeners. I did have a lot going on. I had my oldest son that graduated from college. And uh, so that was a great accomplishment. I'm a very proud mom. And I also have my daughter that's graduating from high school. So there's been a lot going on with that. Um, So a lot of things to be really happy and grateful for. So we don't have Steve today, and when you told me that I was, you know, it was me by myself, I was thinking what I wanted to talk about, because usually Steve leads the way, and recently I've been working a lot with teenagers, and the subject of bullying has been coming up a lot. People seem to have a perspective of teenagers on how they have attitudes, and I hear a lot of negative things from people about teenagers. I've been working with teenagers for over two years now, three years, over three years, in addition to, of course, raising my children teenagers. And I see a lot of what they go through and the pressures that they come across in school. This is a time in their life when they are transitioning from a child to an adult and they internalize their emotions, their thoughts, they, they have a hard time expressing themselves. And I've discovered with the groups of teenagers that I've been working with in New York, giving them modeling and acting classes, but it's more than that, it's about their lives and me seeing what is going on in, in their mind because they, when they first start, they're, they're quiet. They seem to be really serious and with these attitudes, but I'm able to knock down that wall immediately because the first thing that I do is that I let them know that I understand that they're going through a hard time right now in their lives because they're trans- transitioning from a childhood to adulthood and they're right in the middle and that a lot of times parents are not going to understand what they're going through, the pressure that they're handling and anything else that may be stressing them out. So my heart really opens up to them and they feel that and I've realized that what they're really lacking sometimes is just love and So they shut down, they shut down the emotions. And recently I spoke at a college in New Jersey, um, Essex County College, and there was an event that they, it's going to be annually, and this is the first event that they had called Newark Girls Rock. And the reason that they did that was because they feel that they need, they, they need to be aware of what's going on with the bullying and whatever else that they're dealing with in schools with all these pressures and stresses that they have to confront. So there was a panel of speakers and we had, there were social workers, psychologists, doctors, and, and there, there, there was one group of girls that I worked with the classroom was there was a classroom full of girls, which some of them were being bullied and some of them were bullies themselves. And I didn't I didn't know that until after the fact that I had there was a lot of girls that they were bullies themselves. And it's amazing how receptive how receptive these teenagers are when 
you just give them a different way of thinking. And that's all I do, just give them a different perspective in life and how when you change the way you look at things, that the things that you look at change. And to see these teenagers light up and in, in a matter of minutes, in a matter of minutes, I can see the change when finally they see that someone is telling them that they're amazing and that they can follow their dream and that they can be anything that they set their minds to be. So it's like putting that little spark of hope in them that they never had before. And immediately you see, you see the change and the, the shift and the energy So I just want to create an awareness about the perspective that people have on teenagers and also the bullying issue that seems to be a really big problem in schools and more than what we realize. Like I, I, I didn't even realize how bad it is. With the teenagers that I work with in in New York, I I ask questions and I probe to see what they're thinking, what's what's going on in their lives. And the first question I ask them is, "Why are you here? What is it that you want to accomplish?" And all of them say to increase my confidence and self esteem. It's not really about becoming the actor or the model, but more about increasing the confidence and self-esteem. Because somewhere in, somewhere along the line, they've been told that they either weren't smart enough or weren't good enough or whatever it is. And they're, they, they're walking around with a story and a belief that it's not true. And if someone doesn't tell them that, what they're believing is not true, they're going to carry that story all the way into their adulthood, 20s, 30s, 40s. And whatever dream it is that they have, because they think they're not good enough, they won't even say it. So they'll just keep that inside. So when I ask them, I say, okay, so why are you here? What's your dream? So in, in, in addition to increasing those, their self-confidence and self-esteem, they will say, and they have a hard time saying it, they will say what their dream is. And I've had them say oh, they want to be lawyers, they want to be uh, neurologists, they want to be, it's amazing the things that, they, that they're dreaming of, but they, never, they were always afraid to say it because they thought they would sound ridiculous. And here I am telling them, if that's in your heart and that's what you want to be, It doesn't matter what situation you are in today. You can create that. So as a Reiki master also that I am and with the adults that I work with, I've seen lives change because they change their way of thinking. They start living their life in a way of gratitude. They shift their energy. And that's a whole other subject, but I see the way the life changes because they change. So now I'm incorporating that into my classes with the teenagers and I'm seeing the results where the parents come up to me and say, my child has improved their grades. And one teenager said to me, I used to have fights 
every day in school, every day. And now it stops, no more. And she increased her grades. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's miraculous. I, I can't believe the, the things that I'm seeing and the changes in these teenagers. And it's all of them, all of them. So I'm saying when, when they see that someone believes in them and just gives them love, it's, it's miraculous what can happen. And I'm seeing it over and over again. So by them changing the way they see themselves and the way they believe, right, the, the belief they have of themselves and change that, their lives start to change. So it's really, really rewarding. So, you know, anyone with teenagers, I just want you to start thinking about, you know, how you're viewing them, what you think of them, what you believe about them, and is it true? Just like the work from the Byron Katie, is it Katie, Katie Bryan? Katie Bryan, her work the work so you ask your question you say is it true is it absolutely true the belief that you have and then you say you know who would I be without this belief so that those are questions that we want to ask ourselves and noticing and start educating ourselves on the signs of bullying if they say something and to make sure that they're speaking up that they're, if they, have they told the parents, you know, have they told the teachers, is there some kind of a program in the school about bullying? And this is a subject that I've just started um, to approach now because it's been mentioned so many times in my classes, you know, that they've been bullied or so it comes up a lot. So this is something that I want to start maybe some projects on creating awareness or speaking at schools, which some of my students have asked me if I can go speak at their schools. And I would absolutely love to do that. So going back to what I said about how I asked them what their dream is and how they can create that, the same thing applies to you, my listeners, okay? So... You, you listening might have something inside of you also that you just forgot about and you said, you know, well, I, it's too late and, or it's impossible or I can't. So one of the things that I do with my students too is I show them how the physical body actually reacts to what you think. So I ask them, okay, is there something that you feel that you've always wanted to do but you're not good at it? So you're like, okay, I can't do it. I can't. So I have them stand up and put their arm out, whatever, if they're a righty, they, so they put their arm out and hold it really firm. So I ask them to say, I can't do it. So when they say, I can't do it, and they're holding their arm out straight and firm, and I push it down, the arm goes down immediately. So the body is weak. So when I ask them to say, for example, if they say, I can't play the piano, or I can't get I can get an A in history, whatever, something like that. So when I ask them to put out their arm again and hold it really firm and say, I can, I can play the piano, and to believe that they can play the piano, 
and you can try this at home. You can test it. You can test it. It's called kinesiology, so how the body reacts with your, your thoughts. So when you try, when I try to push the arm down and they're holding it firm, I can't push it down because the body reacts to the thought and the belief of I can. So it becomes your your body becomes empowered. So that's the power of our thoughts. Okay. So if you say you can, you can, and if you say you can't, you can. So if you say you can, right, or you can't, you're right. So what is it that you're telling yourself, and what is it that you're believing, and I've I've lived this and I've experienced it myself. So I know that these things do work. And I've seen it not only in my life, but I've seen it in my students' lives and my children and my clients with Reiki. I I see their lives change and it's it's amazing. It's so miraculous and every time it just blows me away. It's it's just like wow (laughs) right sometimes I'm crying in my office because when I see how drastic their their lives change and quickly it just changes really quickly but it all begins with you it all begins with your thoughts and how you're feeling inside and you have to see it in your mind first in order it for in order it for it to manifest on the out in your outer world so your inner world is going to create your outer world. And the rules in my class is the first thing that we have to do, I say, because energy is everything. Everything is energy. So the energy, your energy has to be really high, and I say in a high vibration. And when I say high vibration, it means that, that you're feeling good, that you have a positive thought, that you're getting, so you have to eliminate negativity. So in my, the rules of my class, I say there's no gossiping, there's no complaining, no criticizing, and no judging. The only criticism that we do is when I'm giving them feedback when we're working on something, and it's constructive criticism. So no one criticizes each other, and we all work together as a group, as one. So immediately it creates a great energy, and they become very, uh, it's like a bonding, and we become very connected, and it's, it's amazing to see how when they first start they're really shy or tough and that their guards are down and then there's just they become really close to one another and and I've and I've seen it happen over and over again. I've worked with over a thousand students and teenagers and I, I see it happen over and over because their the energy is shifting from any negativity um, to positive. So it changes the energy in the room, it changes the energy in the person, and that's what's created. Because like I said, everything is energy and energy is everything. So the first thing that we need to do is eliminate those negative beliefs, negative thoughts, and replace them with positive thoughts. And is it easy? No. But the more you practice this, the easier it becomes until it becomes natural. Then that's your natural way of thinking. So it, it was really amazing when one of my students, which try, she commutes six hours, she commutes six hours to come to my class. I felt honored. I said, and she said she will continue to do this for six months. She's been, my students are with me for six months. It's a 20-week program for the adults. And then the teenagers, it's 10 weeks. But she, they, I've had students commute from really far. I had one student that would fly in and 
it's incredible and it makes me happy to see that they take the, their work seriously and they're committed and so the one that travels uh she commutes for six hours someone said that they were tired and then she said no complaining <laughs> so i said oh you're listening you're really they really take it to heart and so it's amazing to see and to see the change so getting rid of the negativity is the first step and saying that i can versus you know if you say you can't remember then you can't so that's one thing that we have to do and i really love studying the work of napoleon hill the author of uh, one of the many books and think and grow rich and when he talks about growing rich it's not just about becoming a millionaire and it's not about the dollar amount but it's more about the riches and the areas of your life like relationships and your friendships your family and you know how are your relationships how's your health uh how's your, your spirituality and the time for recreation because that's important too so you want to look the, you want to look at those areas in your life so and you want to ask yourself so what are the areas in my life that I want to improve so so it's like the wheel so you want to look at the health the area of the relationships, finances, career, and recreation, because it's important. We need to have fun, too. It can't be all the time work, work, work. We need to make sure that we are attending to that inner child, that little boy or that little girl inside of you that wants to have fun that so many times we neglect. So that's important, too, and that's part of keeping your vibration high so that you can feel good. And when you feel good and you have those positive thoughts, you're going to attract into your life that same of that same vibration and that frequency, which is in the positive. Because when you're with the negative and like with the things that I mentioned about complaining and gossiping and judging, which is what people do every day. So I'm going to challenge you for the next seven days when you catch yourself doing those things, stop, stop yourself and say, what am I grateful for? And there's, and I always go to the gratitude because that changed my life when I was going through really challenging times and I would wake up in the morning and say, what am I grateful for and why? And write down that list of 10 things that I was grateful for and why. And then you start to change your perspective in life and you start to see things differently. And one of my students actually came up to me and said, you know, one time uh, recently, last week, I was having a really hard time and I was angry. I've had a lot of my students say they're angry and they've worked, they've worked through it with the tools that I'm giving them. And she said, I, what I, I did what you said and I wrote down what I was grateful for and why. She said, and I, I changed, it changed me and it changed how I was feeling and it really worked. So thank you. And that made me, I was so happy to hear that, that these teenagers, 15, 16 years old, that they're really taking it in and they're applying it and they're seeing that it does make a difference. So a lot of these teenagers, they've never heard such a thing. They don't learn this in school. No one is telling them about positive thoughts or 90% of the students are, are not even taught to write down goals. They've never heard this. They're hearing it for the first time. And so they take it in, they're very receptive, they apply it, and they see how it works because their grades are improving because their confidence and self-esteem is also, it's also improving. So that's, it all comes together. 
and like I said about Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Riches, right, the riches in life, Napoleon Hill says that we're born with two envelopes. So there's the envelopes, there's the one envelope that is the riches envelope because we direct our mind, when we direct our mind, then that envelope contains the, the riches in life. Okay, and then the other envelope is when we don't direct our mind, then the penalties that we have to pay for not directing our mind. So we know the apps on the phones, we know the apps on the computers, and we master them. But now we have to ask ourselves, am I mastering the apps of my the computer that's the most complex computer in the world? which everyone owns, and that's your mind. So we don't get to really know how the mind works, and we should start thinking about that and what, what thoughts are we thinking every day? What is it that we're putting into our mind? How is it programmed? Okay, so how can I reprogram that? Okay, so now we, have, we want to think about these two envelopes, the riches and the one with the penalties. So the riches envelopes is you're going to have good health, you're going to have peace, you're going to have freedom of fear, you're going to have a positive mental attitude, you're going to feel grateful, you're going to feel love. So that's if you direct your mind, if you choose to really direct and control your mind. But if you have the other envelope where you don't direct your mind, so then the penalties that you have to pay is fear, living in fear, um, possibly, you know, getting, not having good health, um, having indecision, having doubt, having frustration, uh, poverty, you know, people that are, you know, jealous and greed. So that's that envelope. So now you want to ask yourself, okay, so I had two I have two envelopes that I was born with. Which one am I gonna use? The one where I'm directing my mind or the one that I'm not directing? So you know the answer. You wanna choose the one that you are directing your mind. Because if there's if there's one thing that you can control, it's your thoughts. There is many things going on in your outer world that you can control. But the one thing that you can control is your thoughts, and only you can do that. So I encourage you to get rid of the negativity, start thinking about where your dreams are and how you're going to manifest those dreams by directing your thoughts and focusing on that and your vision because it's never too late. And Life is not perfect, no, because mine isn't, but it's all about how you handle it, how you handle those things that come your way, and how you're going to say, you know what, today is the first day of the rest of my life, and I can change it, but it all starts with the way I'm thinking, and that's that's the main thing, so whatever the mind, whatever the mind can believe you can achieve, that is the main thing. So, Aurelia, I've I've gone on and on, and I would like to know because since Steve is not here, if there's any comments that you have or anything that you want to say before I close. 
Okay, and you know me, so you know I have a comment or two to make. Um, Okay, you have directed this basically to teenagers and um, how we, I guess, misinterpret some of the the, the cues that we get from teenagers and Mm -hmm. how their world definitely, and, you know, without saying, their world is definitely different than the world that we had when we were growing up and when we, we were their age. Um, some of the some of the situations are still the same, but I think they're compounded and um, I guess magnified by all of this modern technology. That's what I think really puts exactly. a strong emphasis on. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, and yeah. I think that you know we. Sometimes as we get older as adults, we forget what we experienced when we were kids. If we would just think back a little Mm -hmm. bit about what we endured during that time period, we'd probably be a little bit more mindful and a lot more receptive and understanding of some of the different attitudes and moods that we get from some of um, the, the teenagers. And if we as adults would also take into consideration some of the same things that you, you know, you said, you change your thoughts, you change your life um, mm-hmm. and you attract what you believe. And also you said, if you say you can't, you can't. So what's the difference of saying I can, because if you say you can, then you can. So as adults, we need to also incorporate these things into our lives because we kind of, I believe, and this is just from my opinion, that as an adult, we often get so caught up in the moment and what's going on at that moment and how hard that moment is. We forget the beauty of the fact that that moment will be gone and you have the opportunity to move forward. And if you move forward and change your thought from that moment to I can overcome this or I can beat this or I can do better, I think we probably would be in a better place. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up, especially the technology part, because it's like I tell my my teens, I say, during the break, I don't want to see cell phones. I don't want to see because I want you to interact with each other. And because it really is taking away from their awareness. And I tell them, if you want to be active in Muslim perform, you need an awareness. You need to be in touch with your senses. What are you seeing? What are you smelling? What are you hearing? And if you're so busy behind this screen, it's taking away your awareness so I tell them even if you walk in the park for 10 minutes and shut off your phone for 10 minutes and then the next time do it for 15 minutes and see how free you're going to feel because it's okay yes this modern technology is great but it's also taking away their awareness and they're they're starting to see that because they don't realize that I tell them okay I have one foot in the 19th century and I have one foot in the 20th and when I, when I when I was your age we didn't have this so I was always we were always outside and and doing things and using your imagination and creativity so I make them realize that they have to really take a break from this unlimited. So thank you so much for bringing that. That's really important. And one book that I want to recommend is uh, Five Languages. Five Languages of Love for Teenagers, which helped me when I was re- I'm very smothering with my children, and I had to realize that it's not that they were mad at me because sometimes you think the children, they're teenagers, that they're mad at you, but it's not that. So that that book helped me to understand my teenagers while I was going through that stage. 
and it's by Dr. Gary Chapman. So it's really, really helpful for you. If anyone listening that's having teenagers and they're having a hard time thinking, you know, what, what is wrong, it's just, it's a phase, and you have to understand it, and you have to know how to approach them and when. So it's all about how to approach them and when to approach them. So sometimes they're going to be very receptive, and sometimes they're going to be standoffish. It all depends on what they're going through at the moment. So we need to understand their language. And we also and need to remember that we were teens, too. So I Exactly. And it's not, and I, but I want people to realize that it's not really, that it's not really an attitude. And yes, it's, it seems that way, but that's more of their, their, it's their defense mechanism that they, they really need to be loved. They just really need love and they will receive it. They will receive it. So, so that's my, uh, that's my thought for the day. And I want to thank you, Aurelia, and thank you for that beautiful introduction. That means a lot to me. You know that I do this from my heart, and I am I I, I love that we have this opportunity together. So thank you also so much, and mm. and thank you to the listeners. Well, you know, I like I said, um, we we really, really, really need to understand and realize that. We are all connected, whether we want to accept it or yes. not. We are all connected, and we have to. Yes, we all we have to embrace that, and we have to just. I, I say walk in love, and 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 we'll see a difference. It may not be you can't love everybody, but you can show loving gestures to people, even yes. if they're strangers. Yes, one of the Reiki principles is be kind to all living things including yourself. So you have to love yourself. How many people, they have a hard time with that, believe it or not. We have a hard time mm-hmm. loving ourselves. That's one thing you want to ask yourself, too. Am I loving myself? And what am I doing, you know, to love myself? And, you know, going back to how is it that you're thinking of yourself and believing mm-hmm. of yourself. So that's yeah. important as well. And I also wanted to mention, if anyone wanted to reach out to me, uh, my they can reach me at Marilyn, M-A-R-I-L-Y-N, at helpinghealhearts.com that's helping h-e-l-p-i-n-g heal h-e-a-l hearts h-e-a-r-t-s dot com so if anyone wanted to anyone had a comment and and Aurelia if anyone wanted to reach you also Mm -hmm. they can reach me at um, the Coco Express show um, dot com I mean uh, no the Coco Express show at gmail dot com correct yeah yeah, awesome. So I think it's important to mention that to our listeners. And once again, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Aurelia. Have mm-hmm. a blessed rest of the day and weekend. Until the next time. You do the same, too. And thank you for, you know, just being that bright sunshine, that bright light that comes to the show once a month to, to deliver messages that help people help themselves. And that's what it's all about, helping you help yourself because, we're not with you all the time, but if you have the keys and, and different um, reference tools to help yourself, mm-hmm. it makes it so much easier for you to get through your day, your week, your month, whatever you're going through. Yes, absolutely. Thank yeah, you. So you're welcome. So on that note, I would like to wish each and every one of our listeners a great weekend, and we'll see you again next month. Okay, until next month. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Bye.